You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Hello, you beautiful wild soul. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste, aka Shannon. What is going on? If it is your first time, welcome to the show. This is a place where we talk about all things wild, where I interview local people and people from around the globe that are doing amazing things for this planet and their community and just elevating the world from where it is (laughs) to where it's got to go. And we all got to go up. There's nowhere to go but up. (laughs) And uh, yeah, if you've been here before, you know the drill. I'm a goof. I try not to take life too seriously. And if you're listening to this, you are someone that also does the same thing, hopefully. Um, Welcome to another week. Another week. Oh my God, what day is it? It's November 27th. November 27th. Ah, there is one, two, three. (laughs) Three and a half weeks till Christmas. Ew. Before we get into this episode, I mean, I don't really have much to say or update you with. I'm going to do a few little solo pods because I haven't done a solo pod in a really long time. So we'll do it soon, but not today. (laughs) I mean, you might hate me or love me for this, but I am just not a fan of Christmas. I've always wanted to GTFO during Christmas. I don't like the cold. I don't like the consumerism of it. I hate how everyone like pretends to be nice to their family when they're like, I hate my family. It's like, yo, get over your shit, actually work through the stuff and love your family instead of just faking it. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah, I just feel like there's just so much consumerism and it is so commercialized that I I just have a hard time with it. And I try to remove myself from it, but I know a lot of people love it and it is a really great, uh, you know, underlying theme and meaning and that like we all should just love each other and that it's not about the gifts but it is about the gifts because if it wasn't about the gifts we would all not buy a single freaking thing but what happens every year people go more and more in debt and buy more and more shit that we actually don't need (sighs) yeah I don't want to rant so I'm not going to I'm just gonna stop right there anyways so Christmas is coming if you like it great if you don't great I personally try not to buy too many presents anymore just because I'm just not really, yeah, into it. I like to uh, do experiences versus buying things. And really, it's all about the time, the time that you spend with people, because I don't care. I'd rather have human connection than a car or a house. What's the point of having a house and a car if you don't have anyone to share it with? You know what I'm saying? I know you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah, three weeks till Christmas. Super awesome. I hope you all enjoy. And yeah, get back to the basics you know, the family, the spending time with friends, the cooking together, the eating together, and maybe even trying a meatless Christmas. Who knows? Or maybe having more vegetable dishes than meat dishes. I don't know, something like that. You know, being loving to everybody, including the animals. Okay. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. What I want to talk about is this week's episode and its guest, because she is a dope soul and a boss ass bitch. Yep, I'm going to say it. She's the bitch in a good way. Her name is Lula Godin and she is dope. She's an influencer. She is also a nutritionist and a coach. 
She also used to teach fitness classes as well. So this girl has got it going on. And we talk today about everything that she's up to in her life and how we met, which is really funny. We met in a crop circle, <laughs> which we'll get into a little bit later. But we met at one of my full moon circles and she was actually going through the same thing I was going through at that time when we were both fresh out of a breakup and it was um, really nice to meet her. And I connected with her on a personal level. So, and found out that she also had a podcast, which is amazing. So if you haven't checked out that episode with her, a dose of realness podcast, also on iTunes and Spotify, I am her guest for episode 15. So go ahead and like her podcast, subscribe to her podcast and listen to the episode. Yeah. All right. Next week will be December dubs TF. I'm going to make December the best I possibly can, even though it's cold and there's going to be lots of Christmas things going on. I'm going to make the best of it and just spend time with my loved ones, but I'm going to give you extra episodes. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Not 12 days of Christmas stuff, maybe like two episodes. Okay, I'm not that bad. I'm not going to do 12. You will definitely get two solo episodes from me, maybe three, maybe four, but definitely two. And I have a couple guests to end the year off. And it's just kind of crazy. Like, whoa, this podcast has been going on for almost a year. And whoever has been listening from the very beginning, oh my God, can you please send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram or something and just say, yo, hey, I've been listening to since the beginning. And maybe I'm just going to do a little contest for my beginners that have been listening since the beginning. So if you're listening now, DM me right now, because that's the only way I will know, because I'm not going to say it any other way. So it's only if you listen to the podcast. And you know what? Maybe I'll just send you a Christmas present or send you something, even though I don't like Christmas presents, but send you some sort of love via email, via person, whatever it is, just DM me and we can talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. So enough about me talking. Let's get into Lulu's episode because she is dope and I really enjoyed it and I hope you do too. All right. See you soon. Bye. Lulu. Hi. Actual name. Yes. Lulu. Your mom named you Lulu. That's dope. Okay. My parents are hippies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming. I'm excited to um, just chat with you, learn what you do, and yeah, just chat. Yeah, I'm excited. First question I usually ask every guest that comes on is who are they? So who is Lulu? I am a registered holistic nutritionist. Um, I'm also a certified personal trainer. I'm certified to teach group fitness as well. I used to teach spin. Um, and I am, I don't really like the term influencer, but like, I guess that's kind of what I am, like a health and wellness blogger and influencer. Um, but yeah, I feel like that gets kind of a bad rep, but that's what I am. I have an Instagram. It's just at Lulu Godden. And then I have a blog as well, and it's holisticallywholesome.com. Um, and I do like recipes and just like health and wellness blog posts. And I also just started a podcast this summer called the Healthy Dose of Realness Podcast. Yeah. Shameless plug there, you guys. Um, and it's just a very, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bullshit health and wellness podcast. So we talk about everything from like nutrition to disordered eating to sex toys to whatever falls under the category of health and wellness, but we do it, or I do it from a very 
no BS standpoint because that's how I live my life. <laughs> Very cool. I feel like how most people should live their life. Like no, no sugarcoat, cookie cutter shit. Real. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, okay. So many things that I could ask you. Like, okay. For one, let's go back. Like what made, what happened first, the nutrition side or the fitness side or the influencer side? Like what came first? Mm, well, okay. We're going to have to go like way, way back because, um, for like, obviously your audience potentially some of them might follow me, but potentially not. So I'll give you like a little backstory. I used to struggle with binge eating disorder for about four years. Um, so I'm very open and transparent about it on like my social media and everything. Like it's something like I'm not ashamed of it. I just like, I talk about it a lot because I know that a lot of people deal with disordered eating in some form or, or another and disordered exercise as well. So I had binge eating disorder for about four years. It was like very off and on. Um, but it like totally consumed my life. And then from there I went into like restriction and over-exercising and like orthorexic tendencies, which is just like this idea that like you have to be 100% perfect with your health all the time. And just like so much guilt around food, so much guilt around exercise. Like I would work out to like quote unquote deserve to like eat certain foods or then I would restrict and then like binge on just like everything and it was very very closet like people had no idea um it was just like I was losing weight and people were saying I was I like looked great and I never needed to lose weight like I was never like huge I'm five foot three like I'm very small like I'm a petite person so I would never like you could never have looked at me like throughout any part of my life and been like oh like she could use like she could lose like five or ten pounds like that was never a thing but it's like I was definitely like losing weight and I was extremely lean and people were like, Oh, you look so good. Like, what are you doing? And then like getting that, uh, validation from other people when you are in a place that is so negative with your body and with food and with exercise just makes you go that much more crazy. So this went on for like, yeah, four, four years, four and a half years. And, um, then I kind of just said no more one day I had decided that I was going to do a bikini competition which is like insane and absolutely not something that you should ever do if you have any issues with food or your body or exercise at all because it is insanely restrictive and insanely strict and it's just it's crazy I had no idea but I was like I want to look like that and I love dieting and I love what I'm doing right now. So I'm going to do that. So I found a coach and I did all this stuff. And it was like, I did a, like a bulk, which is like you eat like in an excess of food and like drop your cardio to try to put on muscle prior to like doing an actual prep for the competition. Because my coach was like, we need to put more muscle on you. Like you're too little because I had been restricting for so long. And I was like, okay. So that was the first thing that kind of had like started to pull me out of my disordered eating and disordered food in a lit, like kind of in a sense, because I started having to eat more and exercise a little bit less to try to put on this muscle she wanted me to do. But I went into my prep. I did six out of the eight weeks. And I, towards the end of it was like, I can't do this. Something in me just shifted. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't count macros. I can't weigh fucking broccoli. And like, I can't live my life like this anymore. And I was like, I am so miserable. Like, this is insane. So I quit, like the, I dropped out of the competition. I lost like 
over a thousand dollars on like everything. Cause I had paid my fees, paid my bikini, like paid for my coach, like all this stuff, lost so much money. And I was just like, whatever, I'm not doing it. And I forced myself to start intuitive eating like cold Turkey. And I was like, okay, this is it. And then I was like, basically overhauled my whole life. I quit my job. It was like a nine to five job. Um, I used to want to go into law. So I was working in the law firm. I quit my job. I enrolled myself in personal training school. I had like put all my money that I had saved into personal training school, enrolled myself in that, quit my job, um, like dropped out of this competition. And then I was like, I'm going to go to nutrition school. Like this is what I want to do, but I'm going to go to personal training school first so that I can work as a personal trainer while I'm going to nutrition school. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. And my ex, um, who was my boyfriend at the time, like his family is very straight and narrow. And I was like, I'm very, I was very close with them. And they were like, what? the fuck is she doing? (laughs) Like, what is she doing? You can't quit. Why would you quit a solid job where you have like benefits and this and that and this and that. And now you're going to like go completely the opposite direction and into this health and wellness field that you like have no idea what you're doing. And I was like, no, like this is what I'm doing. So I did it. I started my Instagram right when I started personal training school, I documented, um, like everything I was eating as kind of a way for me to like, just hold myself accountable that I was like actually eating food and like exercising normally. So I was using it as like more of an accountability. Like I never started it. I feel like that's what everyone says. They like never started it for it to be like a thing. And it's like, I never started it for that, but people started following me. It was called, um, blast from the past. It was called nourish with Lou when I first started it and it was all food and like little workouts like here and there, but it was mostly food. Um, and yeah, I put myself through personal training school and then started working as a personal trainer and then put myself through nutrition school as well. Um, I was always like really passionate about nutrition and food. Like I was raised fully vegan. My mom, um, is like very holistically conscious. Like she doesn't eat meat still. And like, I've never eaten like a hot dog. Like I've never eaten like any of the weird shit that people eat. Like it was weird for me to like go to people's houses when I was younger and like have them like pour like cow's milk into like their cereal or whatever. And I was like, what is that? Like what's going on? Like when you drank, like soy milk was big back then. Like it wasn't like almond milk and stuff like that. Like this is like 20 years ago. And, um, yeah, like I was always raised like very conscious of that when we were sick, it was always like eat an orange. Like we're not going to put, like, we're not going to take Advil or Tylenol or anything like that. So it was like, I always have that in the back of my mind. It just took me like going through dealing with all of this, like crap and bullshit when it came to my, um, like my relationship with my body and with food to actually like spark me and like push me into, um, nutrition. And I also like through all of my restriction and my disordered eating, I gave myself IBS. So like, for those of you who don't know, it's irritable bowel syndrome, which basically just means like my digestive system is not, not great. Like it flares up and like, I know which foods now, like really trigger me, but it's just like, it's gotten to a point where it's just like, it was so bad for so long. And I was like, no more. And this was all at the exact same time. Like everything just kind of exploded at the exact same time in my life and in my health. And I was just like, no more. And I realized that like through nutrition, I can actually feel better. I can look better. Like I can just be a better person. And that like my passion has only grown. It's been two years since I quit at two and a half, three it's been almost three years 
since I quit everything and like decided to go into health and wellness. And it's like, it's been the best decision of my entire life. That was a very long winded answer. <laughs> that's okay. Lots of stuff to unpack. Like so many things. Um, that's amazing. I totally agree with you. Like nutrition has so much power to heal. And a lot of people, well, I know a lot of people do realize that, but more of the old generation doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with, uh, what you said in regards to your boyfriend's parents being like, what the, sh- <laughs> what the fuck? I can relate to that on so many levels. It's just like, that's not, I don't believe that's the way the world is going. Like that's the old matrix system, like work nine to five, be a slave, get this house, buy the car. You know what I mean? Like have 2.5 kids. Like that's not what our generation wants. Literally. You know, so good for you for just listening to your intuition and doing it anyway. Yeah. When you said you had disordered eating and you binge eat, does that what does that entail like you would just eat everything and then would you would you throw it up or would you just eat it and then not eat for five days like I actually don't know much about yeah, it so um there's like different like there's different branches of like binge eating disorder there's like binging and purging which is like binging and then throwing up um I only threw up a couple times it was never for me I like nobody likes throwing up, but I like really don't like throwing up. Like even when I'm sick, I'm like, please God, don't let me have to throw up. Like, please, please, please. But like, that was never my thing. So I would just like restrict, restrict, restrict. Like it was basically like weekends I would binge. So I would like restrict and be on my, like on my A game, all A game, quote unquote, all week. And like no carbs, like just like literally vegetables, protein, like whatever. And just like such a small amount of food. And then like Friday or Saturday. And I would like in my head be like, it's a cheat day or like, it's this. And like me and my ex would like go out for food or whatever. And it's like, sometimes it wouldn't even be bad. Like what we would go out for, we'd go out to like whatever. And I'd have like a glass of wine and like yam fries and something else. And it's like, it's not like bad. Like that's not, that's not like a cheat meal. Like that's just living your life. And but then I would like go home and eat like a whole bag of granola, a jar of peanut butter, like cookies, like this, that, this, that, like literally everything. Cause my body was just like, we're getting food. Like, like you just like something in your mind when you're in that place, just like flips. And it's like, you kind of black out a little. And then like, after that, I'd be like, you obviously beat yourself up about it. And then you restrict again. And it's just like a vicious cycle over and over and over and over and over. So you were, okay. So yeah, I just wanted to get the gist of it because, um, I mean, I, I, as a girl, I feel like we all are kind of very, like, we just care about our our appearance more than guys per se. And we just grew up in that mentality because of the society we live in. And I tried to throw up once or twice (laughs) because I was like, oh, other people are doing it. Like, let's try. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't make myself throw up. I remember eating like almost a whole chocolate cake. Like it was bad. And I felt really bad about it and tried to put my finger down my throat. And then like the tiniest little bit of like icing came out and I was like ah, oh, like no like it was traumatizing I'm like hey no this isn't for me like fuck it I just like food so much like whatever just try better tomorrow yeah um, so thank you for I don't know I just don't yeah like the, like you said there's lots of different um yeah so I just wanted to no totally yeah um I feel like I kind of did that too in a way actually if we're talking around that like um, trying to eat as healthy as you can. And then just on the weekends, you're like, fuck it. <laughs> but it's I- like so many people are like that and they don't see anything wrong with it, but it's like, it's just like waiting for 
like 5 p.m. every day, like waiting for, like you're just waiting for something in your life to be better and like you're hating like the majority of your life. And it's like, why would you want to live your life like that? Like, I don't want to live a life where it's like, oh, I can only have a glass of wine on a Saturday. It's like, fuck that. I'm going to have a glass of wine on a Wednesday if I want to. Like, it doesn't matter. Like the day of the week doesn't matter. And if you live a life that is like healthy for the most part and you take care of your body and you actually pay attention to like what makes you feel good because I know that if I I'm going to like go in and eat a pizza. Like I'm not going to feel so hot the next day, but I'm like going to enjoy it in the moment. I'm going to know like, whereas before it's like, Oh, I'm going to feel bad while I eat it. I'm going to feel bad after I eat it. I'm going to feel bad the next day. Like I'm going to feel bad all day leading up to it. And it's like, instead just like, I know that like my body and like cheese are not really the greatest, but like I'm going to eat this pizza with like on a date or like with a friend because it's like, going to be enjoyable and I'm going to have memories and like that's what really matters in life and it's like why like I posted this the other day it's like why would you want to spend 95% of your life trying to weigh 5% less like (laughs) the shit if you have abs or not honestly nobody cares and the price to pay for having abs is literally like misery and just unless your body is naturally like able to show abs which 1% of the population basically can so it's like why stress over it Oh yeah. Yeah. I even contemplated doing shows like that before too, like competition shows, but I'm just like, fuck that. I know that it'll make me miserable. Like literally having to weigh out. Yeah. Your broccoli. Like, no, if I want to eat more fucking broccoli than like one cup, I'm going to do it. Like broccoli. It's it's like 10 calories (laughs) in like two cups. Like, come on. I know. No, it's insane. I find it really interesting that people want to do it, like good for them. And I don't want to bash people, but at the same time to, to get your body to that way and like have those abs pop and, you know, dehydrate yourself. It's really not all that healthy for you. And what are you, why are you doing it? And what are you getting out of it? Like, yeah, exactly. That you look hot, like fuck everybody else. <laughs> do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, that's not really gonna help you in the long run are those people gonna pay your rent are those people going to like help you when you're having a bad day nope so yeah I don't know really seems pretty self-explanatory I don't understand the point unless you want to be like a, a trainer or whatever and that gives you credentials like I don't understand any other point in that. yeah neither do I and it messes people's bodies up so bad and their minds it messes girls minds and or even guys like their bodies and their minds up so much yeah and good for you for saying nah that's not for me yeah I know thank god (laughs) um so yeah you said you grew up in like vegan household so are you vegan are you eat plant-based or what is your opinion on labels as being a like health coach Hmm. yes so um as a nutritionist I try to stay away from labeling myself just because like and being a, like on social media as in the capacity that I am, I try to not label myself in any way just because like, I don't ever want to be like, oh, I'm trying to be more of this and then like eat something that's not and then have people be like, ah, what are you doing? And it's like, oh God, because I was vegan for a year and that was two years ago, a year and a half ago, whatever. I was vegan for a year in the recent past. Um, and I, at the same time had taken, decided to take myself off of the birth control pill. And I was just coming out of my eating disorder. I like, just like starting to like 
normalized with food, normalized with my body, everything. And then took myself off birth control because I like educated myself more and also was vegan. I didn't get my period for a year, basically a year. And so I worked with a naturopath like very, very closely. And she basically, we tried literally everything to try to keep me vegan and like not make me have to eat anything animal based because I was like, so in it for like, I had seen every documentary, I'd read every book, like I was so in it and I was in it for like my health and for the animals and for like moral reasons, everything, the planet, everything. So it was like a huge thing. And she was like, what if we just put you, like we just get you eating like eggs and like salmon, like once or twice a week. And I was like, okay, fuck, like, okay, let's do it. So, because I was like, at this point, like my hair was falling out, like my skin had never been worse. Like I wasn't getting my period. Like my body literally was just like, there was something so wrong and like nothing that we were doing was fixing it. Like we, tr- we did every blood test. We did like cortisol tests. We did like food intolerance testing. We did every elimination diet, like put me on every supplement, every Chinese herb, acupuncture. Like, I'm not kidding for a year. I probably invested like over five grand in like just trying to get my period back and working with all these practitioners and doing all these things because like, unfortunately for most of us who don't have like crazy extended benefits, like that kind of medicine is not covered by anything. So I paid for all of it myself. Um, and yeah, so she was like, let's start, let's get you eating eggs and like salmon again. And I was like, okay, so I started eating eggs and salmon again. And then like still nothing really happened. And she was like, we tested my iron and my iron was really low and I was already taking an iron. I was taking a blood builder as well. And it was just like, she was like, I want you to eat like some kind of red meat. And I was like, I, before I was even vegan, I hadn't eaten beef or pork in like two and a half years before that. So it's been like, I still haven't just disclaimer. I still haven't, but she got me eating, um, like grass fed lamb, like once a month. So I was eating salmon and eggs, like every, like once a week or so. And then grass fed lamb once a month just to see. And I don't know if it was that, or if it was a mixture of everything. I also, um, this is actually crazy. I haven't said this to like anyone or on any podcast or anything, but when I broke up with my ex last year, I got my period back the next month. Ah! <laughs> so like clearly my feminine energy was like, bitch, <laughs> get out of there. But a mixture of all things, um, I got my period back last year and I've had it consecutively every single month, except for one this year when I was extremely stressed, which I actually kind of like knew it was not going to come. I've had it every single month since then. So it's been a year. I've had it for a year and that's really great. But when it comes to food, I am like primarily plant-based. Like I eat like basically vegan like three times a day. And then like once a day, I'll either eat like eggs or salmon. I don't really eat the lamb anymore. Like I haven't eaten any kind of meat in like probably six months now. I was trying to eat chicken again like a few months ago and I was just like, there's no way in hell. Like it just grosses me out. So I don't think I'll ever go back to eating meat. Um, and then I actually watched Game Changers this weekend, which is very controversial right now. But I was like, it's like this new documentary on veganism and the plant-based diet, but it's about like extreme athletes and veganism. So it's really cool. It's like has Arnold Schwarzenegger and like all these like really high intense like athletes and they're all plant-based and it just like shows that basically you don't need to eat meat to like gain muscle which like 
I think we all already know at this point, unless you're like so bro science that you're like, how do you get your protein? It's like, well, let me tell you, how do the cows get their protein? It's the same way that we do. Um, but yeah, so I'm eating eggs like a couple times a week and then salmon like a couple times a week right now. But other than that, I don't eat any animal products. And I feel like really, really good doing that. Like I was feeling gross when I was trying to eat chicken again. And like, I just felt like heavy and like not myself and my digestion was off. So I feel like way better when I'm not eating animal products. Are you vegan? Um, yeah, so funny. <laughs> um, last November, I decided to go vegan because of all the things and my cat went missing and I was like literally devastated over it. But then I just found the hypocrisy that I was dealing with. I was like, well, I'll eat a pig, which is yeah. adorable, but I'm crying over my cat and I would never eat my cat. So um, yeah, I've been vegan up until about like actually like August to September of this year I like to call it a cheegan so cheating vegan <laughs> like um I've never cheated with meat but I've had yeah cheese recently um yeah I've never drink milk I don't usually have yogurt but it'll be like cheese or mayo or something like that so I'm not technically full vegan but like I eat it when I can um, but yeah, I'm trying to drop the whole label kind of thing too, because yeah, labels like put you in boxes and then they also get that mentality of disorder. <laughs> so it's like a very fine yeah. line. That was totally another thing is like when you label yourself as like something, when you are coming out of like disorder eating or where you have habits like that, then you're like, oh, I can't eat that. I can't go there. I can't do that because I'm like eating this way. And it's just like, that opens up a whole nother like situation for people. But yeah, I agree. Like labels just there's no point. And like, even if you're on social media or not, like telling someone you're vegan or you're like trying to eat more plant-based and like maybe you go for dinner with them and you like get something that has like whatever in it. And they're like, Oh, aren't you like vegan? And it's like, bitch, fuck you, yeah. Like, <laughs> does it matter? Is it affecting you? Yeah. That's funny. yeah. But I feel like people will also make that argument. Like, oh, is it affecting you that I'm not vegan? Like, what? and it's like no oh, yeah I know no but it's affecting earth so let's figure it out people come on <laughs> yeah we all just need to like basically I don't like to generalize but like as a human race we should all eat a lot less animal products because like the science is like not even the science of like our health the science of the planet is there and like pull your head out of your ass Susan your McDonald's burger is not helping anyone like come on Susan <laughs> um yeah speaking of like yeah social media and like labels and stuff like that um maybe you've already talked about this before but um I'm sure people want to know if they start following you they'll be like wow she has so many followers like how did she do it and all that stuff <laughs> uh, yes the golden question honestly <laughs> I did absolutely nothing to try to gain followers once I started like actually growing I was just like oh this is kind of cool okay because I like followed so many like health and wellness influencers and like just influencers in general general and I was like okay this is cool like whatever but I started my Instagram like three years ago almost so it hasn't been like overnight like I follow this girl who started her Instagram in July and she's already at like 8,000 followers and I'm like this girl's gonna hit like 
10k in like a month here and it's been like literally not even six months of her having an Instagram like it's taken me a long time and it's just I think it's because like I've never really niched myself down like like most influencers niche themselves down and like if you want to grow and you want to build it into like a sustainable like business or whatever you kind of have to but like the way that I look at my Instagram is like, I want it to be like a representation of my life. And like, my life is all over the place. Like I love health and wellness. I love working out. I love like recipe testing and I love all the stuff I post about, but then I also like really enjoy going for wine and like going and doing like fun stuff. And like, I like fashion and I just like, I've never like been like, this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm only posting recipes. Like this is it. And I think that's why I haven't grown more than I have. And also like the algorithm and shit is weird now, but like, I don't really care to grow any more than I am right now. Like I heard this thing the other day that was like, serve the people at your table. And it's like, so true. Like serve the people who are already there before you like go and look for more people to like, please and serve. And like for a long time, I was like, why am I not growing? Like, why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. But like, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Like the audience that I have built is like so loyal and like loves everything that I put out and is just like so here for it all the time. And I think that that's like what's really important, but I never really did anything. Like I, people always ask me that or like girls who are like just starting out ask me that all the time and they're like, what can I do? And it's like, you just have to be authentically yourself because like there's so much BS on social media and on the internet these days. And it's like, everyone is posting like the exact same pose and the exact same outfit and the exact same this. And like, it's just like, why would you ever want to try to be someone else? Because if you build a brand or like an Instagram or whatever off of the, like not being authentically yourself, then you're just going to have to pretend to be that forever because like, that's what the people are following you for. So if you started off being like genuine and transparent and authentically yourself, like I'm very real. Like I've cried on my Instagram story before, which I said I would never do. But then this summer I had a hard time and it happened. And I was like, now I'm, I'm that girl. Okay, here we go. But like, I'm very open about like all the things like I've grown up with, like substance abuse in my family. And like, I just like talk about like everything. And I think that people really like relate to that because like, it looks like a lot of, I always say this, like, it looks like a lot of sunshiny magical bs on instagram all the time and it's like so curated and amazing but it's like people have hard days and like people struggle and like it's okay to just like be happy and content in your life but like have bad days and like be going through shit that like you don't talk about like and i think that that's why i've like built the audience that i have is because people are just like they can relate to like the things that i talk about and post Yeah, I feel that you are like very authentic and you kind of leave it all on the table. Like you shared about your breakup, right? Because I remember looking at your story and you're like, oh, I have stuff to share. I'm not going to share it yet. (laughs) But then I'm like, oh, I think I know what she's talking about. Because yeah, we met, we met like when you right when you broke up like that night or the day before or something. Yeah, literally, literally like right at that exact time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, honestly like, people think it's weird. I've been seeing this guy and he like thinks it's really weird. And he's like, you're so like, your life is so out there. And he's like, and you're like in your underwear. I'm like, I'm never like posting something that's like so sexualized and like just ridiculous. It's like, I'll post things. Like I have a couple photos that I'm like in my underwear, but it's like the, if you read the caption, it's never like, Hey, look at my ass. Like that's never it. And it's like, people find it so weird. And he's like, you don't need to tell the world everything. I'm like, 
Well, I don't, but I've also built this audience and this brand. And like, it's something that I actually enjoy. And like, I enjoy showing up for people. And like, obviously there's things that I don't share on there. Like, I'm not going to share every single detail of my life. Like some things need to be private. Like nobody on Instagram knows that I'm seeing someone now. Everyone will, but like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see over, I'm an oversharer. I'm naturally an oversharer, but like, I don't know. It's just like, you build this brand and this audience and it's like, you want to show up for them and like be transparent. That's why I started the podcast because it's like, you have to go and listen to the podcast. Whereas Instagram is just like in your face. Like I started the podcast so I could like talk about more stuff. Like I have that episode about like sex toys and online dating and like relationships and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm not going to talk about that on my story because like some people don't want to listen to that. So I like started the podcast so people can go and actually like find these episodes listen to me ramble for 45 minutes about something if they so desire. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome though. Um, so, and you said you have, it's a blog too, right? So um, you and I follow someone or we follow the same person, um, Lauren Bostick. Lauren Bostick, oh. I freaking oh. love so much. Favorite person in the entire world. I would love just like five minutes with her. Like, uh, I know. I sometimes I just want to live in LA so I can like find her on the street. And oh my God. I know. When she announced her pregnancy, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like what's going on. She's uh, just so good at everything she does. It's like so perfect. I'm like, and Michael is so amazing. Oh, I can't even. I know like they more people should know who they are because they're just like so extra and I love it um and I actually looked at her blog when I was deciding like oh I'm gonna like make <laughs> originally I was like I'm gonna make this travel blog and travel over the world and do yoga at the same time and write about it and then it's turned into like podcasts and all over this yeah but I found her blog and I was like, wow, she like really made this like a freaking community. Um, so with like blogging, do you use people's products and like, um, rate them and stuff or like, what is your blog about? Yeah. So my blog is like, um, I definitely do like some paid partnerships where like people send me like products and whatever, but I'll never, like I never accept a product that I don't already like use or I'll like try it out for at least a month and then like see if I like it and then like decide to go forward with a brand partnership. Um, but my blog is mostly like <clears throat> there's like recipes, there's like a whole section on like skincare and like stuff like that. There's a whole section on hormones. So like when I took myself off of birth control, I documented the entire thing on my blog. So there's like everything from like why I came off the pill to like how to take yourself off the pill or like different birth control methods. There's like things about seed cycling and the different phases of like the menstrual cycle and how to eat for the different phases of the menstrual cycle and like blah, 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 blah. Like how I got my period back, all that stuff. So like my blog, I don't do a lot of like um, partnerships on my blog, like more so on my Instagrams. So the blog is honestly just like free content for people to like, use and have like it's just like recipes and like takeaways and just like stuff like that that's awesome yeah I also wanted to talk about that and we got sidetracked about your whole period thing yeah. <laughs> coming off birth control because I haven't been on birth control and I don't know how long like mm -hmm. um in high school I went on it because I had like an older boyfriend and they're like yeah go on it and I'm like okay 
And I don't think I was on it very long because it made me psycho, legit. I'm already psycho enough. <laughs> it made me like rage. <laughs> like, no, I don't like this. And plus, I also wanted it because um, people were like, yeah, it makes your boobs bigger. And I'm like, great, because I don't have any. So let's get on that. And that didn't work either. So um, I got off of it. And I absolutely love not being on birth control. And I know a lot of girls are like scared to not be on birth control or do other methods, but I feel like it's this like big lie again that we are told that we need to be on it. Are you on any form of birth control? Um, so I use like basal thermometer birth control. So it's like the um, fertility awareness method, FAM. Um, so I'm not on any, like I'm not, I don't have an IUD. Like I don't, I'm not on the pill. I'm not on anything like that. Um, so yeah, I was on the pill for like, seven years I never had anything like any like negative um like side effects of it like I went on it when I was when I lost my virginity we don't need to give an exact year (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) but whatever (laughs) people can do the math (laughs) oh god okay so I went on it when I um lost my virginity And then I got into a long-term relationship. So I just like never took myself off of it because like, obviously I was sexually active, like whatever. Um, And then I took myself off because I was like, actually, why am I on this? Like the original um, point of me going on it was because I was becoming sexually active, but also because my um, periods were really, really heavy. The ones that I did have, I had only had my period, I think like three three or four times like before I actually was put on birth control so like my body the thing is when you're on birth control like a synthetic birth control your body doesn't have a period like yes you have a withdrawal bleed usually but that's like what it is it's a withdrawal bleed because you go off of the pills or you go on to sugar pills or like your the IUD like lets up or whatever um so it's not like your body's not actually going through a menstrual cycle it's just doing a withdrawal bleed as if um like just to like clear itself out kind of Um, so my body like had three periods in its life for like seven years, basically. So when I came off of it, like it didn't even know how to, or like what was going on. Basically when girls go on birth control at that young of an age, you never go through puberty correctly because the hormones in your body never regulate like properly. It never, your body never learns how to like properly metabolize estrogen or like regulate anything because like you're just pumping yourself every single day full of synthetic hormones and they're obviously not your hormones. So your body's like, what's going on? It never learns it. And then people come off. That's why women come off like 10, 15 years later and they're like ready to start a family and they think it's just going to be like so easy. And then like they can't get pregnant and they have to go through all this like testing and like in vitro and crazy shit to try to get themselves pregnant. Or like some of them just like never can just because their bodies like never learn to regulate themselves again. That's obviously in very severe cases, but like it's so hard for your body to like come off of like such a long time on something like that. And it's like, we're just given it as like such a blanket prescription these days. It's like, Oh, you have acne birth control. Oh, your period's too heavy birth control. Oh, like this birth control. And it's just like, why are we not looking at like the root cause of the issue? Because I like, obviously when I first came off of it, I felt like absolute trash for like a year because I like nothing was going right in my body. But now that things are like, normalizing I feel so much better and I could tell right when I took myself off of it that like mentally I was so much clearer already even though like the stuff in my body wasn't like 
going in the right direction. But mentally I was like, it was so weird. Cause like the first month off of it, I was like, oh, I'm like so much more like level headed and calm and clear. And it's like, you never realize when you're on it for that long that like, maybe it is affecting me. Obviously it's a hormone. Like you're just pumping your body full of this, like hormones control literally everything in our bodies. So it makes sense that it's going to like affect us in a negative way. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that it's like horse hormones. Is it? A lot of them are. Yeah. Like some of them are, some of them are just like synthetic, um, like lab made hormones, but like some of them are made from like horse and animal hormones, which is so gross and so weird. You know, it's just, it's just amazing. Like the Western medical world and like even, yeah, they prescribe birth control for everything. And yet like, we're not getting to the the causes and the root issue. Like I've shared this before that like a couple of years ago, I got really bad yeast infections, just like a period every month. And it was frustrating the fuck out of me. And my doctor's just like, Oh, take the pill, take this pill, um, take boric acid, take the canestin. That's all you can do. And it's just like, I'm just taking this pill. Obviously there's something else underlying this, you know? And they just don't. It's so frustrating that you have to be your own detective and do it yourself because, I mean. Yeah, I know. But, like, yeah, I get them every month. Pardon me? You still get them every month? What? So what did you do? Yeah. No, girl, no. Um, yeah, well, so I went to a nutritionist, and she's like, yo, do the candida diet. Um and, but on the candida diet, I could still have meat and I could still have eggs. This is before I went vegan. Um, but there, she's like, no sugar, no wheat, you know, the, the freaking. Yeah. Um, so deprived myself from beautiful, natural fruit sugars for two months was not, it was miserable, but I like followed it to a T because I was determined to fix it. And then month three, um, got it again. And I was like, mother, <laughs> like, I was oh, God. Off. I was so pissed off. So then I just like dealt with it. I like, kept trying. Um, and then I decided to go uh, vegan just for not even for that reason. But I, once I stopped eating meat, I think meat really helped me or not eating meat really helped me. Um, I stopped drinking alcohol and then I implemented celery juice in my diet every morning. That's what I was just drinking. I was still on the celery juice. Wow. Oh. Yeah, like I've been drinking celery juice for a year, almost religiously every day, or if not every other day. And I haven't had a yeast infection, knock on wood, until, until like literally two months ago. So I had celery juice and then I went to Bali for May and June. And so I couldn't drink, well, they had celery juice, but it wasn't like the same, obviously. Um, and they had so much other like amazing fruit. So I was having other fruit smoothies and all this stuff. And so went off, didn't have celery juice for like all summer, basically came back in July and August and just kind of ate whatever and then got it again. And then, and then, so I was like, I need to drink celery juice and then save me in celery juice. (laughs) Seriously. It's like the, the savior. Like apparently it's great for so many things, like so many hormonal imbalances. Even if you like have insomnia, they recommend celery juice. Really? Hmm. I've never heard about insomnia, but yeah, I've obviously heard about all the other benefits. That's crazy though. Good to know. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And yeah, organic. Cause I've tried both like organic and not, and you can definitely taste it when it's not organic. Like you can taste like the, the shit in it. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, I haven't been on birth control either. And honestly, I just use the app, the clue app. It's called clue. If you ladies don't know what it is. It's just the app that tracks your period. And it literally is like at, to a T down to the day, usually where I get my period. So yeah. it tells 
when I'm fertile and I just like be careful on those days or don't have sex on those days and we're good. <laughs> yeah. I use, um, I'll show you. I use it's like this little purple thermometer. It's by this company called natural cycles. So it's an app and you just take your temperature every morning under your, people are always like, you put on your vagina. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I would say. no, 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 no. It goes under your tongue in your mouth. Under your tongue in your mouth, everybody. Okay, get your hands out of the gutter. You stick a temperature oh, your yeah. every morning. <laughs> a thermometer, and I'm like, oh my god, she puts it up. <laughs> no. Okay, so every morning, the first thing you do, like you're not supposed to even like move. Basically, you're supposed to just so you leave it right beside your bed, put it under your tongue, wait till it beeps. It takes your temperature to two decimal points, and then you implement it into the app. It reads it, and basically, it just like based on your temperature, it can tell where you are in your cycle and what's happening. And when you ovulate, your temperature fluctuates. So it tells that. And then you also put in when you're on your period and it like predicts when your next period is predicts when your ovulation is and all that stuff. Um, I've been on it since I came off of birth control. So like almost two years and then it's like pretty accurate. No pregnancies thus far. <laughs> That's so cool. But it's pretty cool. It's like $90 for a year but you get the thermometer and then it renews and it's like cheaper for the next year because you don't need the thermometer again or whatever but then I also use the flow app um, my flow which is like by um the woman who wrote woman code so it's all about like tracking your symptoms of your cycle and like actually like cycle syncing so I use that more so just for like symptoms to, like see where I'm at because still like sometimes my period's not as regular or my cycle's like a little bit weird so then you can implement like if like everything from like if you're bloated to like, it asks you, this is like very TMI, but it asks you like what your discharge looks like, like every day. And it's like, because those things matter to like track your cycle. And then it'll give you recommendations of like what to eat and like what kind of exercise to do and like all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. And I think that one's like $3 or something in the app store, which so, yeah. Wow. That's we a lot of girl talk today. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then also just wanted to go back on the fact when you're like, yeah, when I broke up with my boyfriend, I got my period. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but like, I feel like maybe like stress had something to do with it or not like being your authentic self or I don't know. I have no idea what your relationship was like, but it was just like coming out of a situation and then having that time, I guess, space to breathe and allowing your body to come back to its natural state. Like, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've never talked about like that part of it, but basically, um, when I broke up with him, I got it like very lightly, like two weeks later, basically. And I was just like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. Like it had been like 11 months. I was like, there's no way, whatever. Didn't really think anything of it. And then the next month I like got it. And I was like, Oh my, like I cried. Like my best friend at the time cried. Like we were just like sitting in my, our apartment, like crying. I was like, who, who cries over this? But like, I was just like, holy shit, like 11 months. And I finally got it. And then I like actually kind of thought about it and I like went and saw my naturopath again and I like told her and I like had told her that I'd left. I've been telling her like that I was going to leave the relationship and like I told her and she was like, okay, so, and I was like, so I think my body knew that like I was staying in a place of like restriction that way because like my relationship with him, like I have nothing bad to say about him. I love him. Like I spent like six years of my freaking life with him. Like I'm 24 years old. That's like a large chunk of my life. Like I love him. I always will have love for him, but like 
we were not like, it was not a healthy relationship. Like we were not nice to each other. Like it just turned into like such a negative toxic situation. And it was just like, we'd be good. And then we'd be so bad and we'd be good. And we'd be like, so, so, so bad. And it was just like, he had a lot of anger problems and like took a lot of it out on me. And I think that, that like, I just, I wasn't my authentic self for a very long time. Like I had gotten into a place where I was like, I know what we like to do as a couple. I know what we like to eat. I know where we like to go. I know the people we like to hang out with. And then I was like, wow, I hate all of these things. Like when I broke up with him, I was like, I hate everything I've been doing for like the last two years of my life. Cause like, it was really like a two year in the making, like breakup. Like I was like, I hate everything. I hate going to his family dinners because his family would make me feel like shit about like my eating and like how I was like living my life differently. Like I would hate all, like I hated everything. I hated pretending to be like that person that I wasn't. And it's just like, when we broke up, I think that just finally my body was like, (sighs) and just like released and like understood that it was like finally going to move into like a safe place where it could like, where I could like fully be myself and like my body could actually relax because like I, as I said before, like I did a cortisol test like two years ago when I first came off of birth control. And like, for those that don't know, cortisol is the stress hormone. My stress levels are like insane, like insane. Like I suffer from chronic stress. So like putting myself into a situation where I'm even more stressed, like my body is just like, it seizes up and like nothing works. So like when I finally removed like such a big stress from my life, my body finally was just like, okay, like this is it. And I'm it like it was so wild because i this is weird the one month where i didn't get it this year i was revisiting getting back together with him and i was so stressed <laughs> and i didn't get it and i told my naturopath and she was like so and i was like so we don't do that again <laughs> wow that's yeah funny. i know funny not funny but i mean like but like crazy that the body knows these things like before you even like are ready to like actually come to terms with them because our bodies are so smart mm-hmm. like there's such an intricate machine that we take for granted like they do so many things without us having to even think about it like could you imagine if we had to think about like digesting or releasing certain hormones to do stuff like it's just crazy i know it's insane that's why when people like abuse their bodies and like drink to excess and like party and like even do drugs and stuff like that extreme end of the spectrum and it's just like or don't exercise, like even something as simple as like not exercising and not moving. It's like your body literally does everything to keep you alive. And like you're, you, it's so simple to just like help it a little bit, like eat healthy, like move your body, drink water, like get sun. Like it's so easy to do those things. And it's like, people just like take it for granted. And then they wonder like why they're sick or in pain or inflamed or all this stuff. And it's like, well, your body's really fucking mad at you. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, I just remember, like, that, the little quote on, like, Lululemon bags, like, stress is related to 99.9% of all illness, and it's, like, yeah, like, in this situation. It's true. true. Yeah, so I, as I said, like, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist, so I do work with clients. Um, If you, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with me, you can get in contact with me, like, via Instagram. I answer all my DMs, unless they're creepy dudes trying to slide in. (laughs) (laughs) But if they're normal DMs, I answer all my DMs. Um, or then on my website, I have like a whole part about like, you can just click work with me. And then there's like a whole write up about like the services that I offer, all that stuff. And then you can just get in contact with me that way. 
I work like really, really closely with my clients. So I only take on like a couple a month, usually like a couple new ones. Um, because I like work with them. Like I like text my clients, like my clients become like my friends basically because I like invest myself in their journey and like what's going on because I want to be able to like, they're, you're paying me money. I want to be able to like actually get you to a place where you feel better. You look better, like whatever it is that your goals are. Um, so I only take on like a couple a month. I don't have a wait list right now. I think I have like one spot open, um, that I could like take on a new client. So yeah, if you're interested in that, let me know. I specialize in women's health and hormones. And then I also special specialize in disordered eating. And that's not just me saying that I actually took specialization courses on it and I have been through all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. I don't really think that there's anything else that we didn't touch on. Um, you can find me at Lulu Godden on Instagram and my podcast is the healthy dose of realness podcast. It's linked in my, um, bio on Instagram. Woo woo. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll do this again. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste to you too. <laughs>